Hey, where are you going, Jim? The elevator's over here. Taking the stairs. But our meeting's up on 8. Yeah, I know. But that's eight floors up. That's like eight times eight. I don't A lot of stairs. That's the point. I've already lost a few pounds and earned almost $100 in wellness incentives. Whoa, you're getting rewarded for working out? Yeah, I know. I'm just as surprised as you are, Bob. Fearless is full of surprises. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits and sign up at fepblue.org slash choose blue by December 11th. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Texans. I'm Robert Land, your host from Houston Sports Talk. You know me from the Houston Sports Talk podcast. And coincidentally, we got my guest today subbing in as R.G. Seal, my co-host over at Houston Sports Talk. Great to have you with us, R.G. Big news for the Texans. Stephon Diggs, the wide receiver for the Vikings, Looks like he may be out with the groin injury listed as doubtful. And, RG, I I would get excited because we've seen this before, like a major offensive weapon from uh, another team, uh, Tom Brady, you know, whatever, with the uh, play of the Texans. And you think, oh, that's great. We could totally roll this team or whatever. Diggs was averaging eight catches and 142 yards a game. So he was basically their big offensive weapon with Adrian Peterson out right now. But – with the Texans, yeah. we just don't know. Yeah, you can never take anything for granted. You're right. After watching that total demolishing of the Texans on national TV by the Patriots with a third-string quarterback, no Tom Brady, oh, this is finally time the Texans are going to compete. Yeah, you can't, like, assume anything in the NFL just because uh, Adrian Peterson's out, of course, for, for many weeks. And then you have Stephon Diggs and even quarterback Teddy Bridgewater been replaced by Sam Bradford, still technically learning the offense, even though he's excelled in North Turner's system. Just can't take anything for granted if you're a Texans fan. The other big news, Braxton Miller might be back. Looks like he's going to be back. We talked about it a little bit earlier this week with Aaron, and it's looking more like it's definite that Braxton Miller is going to be back in the lineup. And RG, this is big, I think, because Fedorowicz has got that sprained MCL that he got about halfway through the Titans game, and he had had a really great game. And I don't know how healthy he's going to be. And getting Braxton back is, I think, it's going to be a big deal because we saw what Bill O'Brien did with the playbook, and he likes using the middle of the field. He's got that Belichick sort of playbook in his back pocket that we that we weren't seeing from. George Gotze. So I, I think Braxton Miller could be a bigger part of the plan than, than he was that when he was healthy earlier in the year. Are you saying the Wes Welker type there for Braxton Miller, maybe? Oh, that'd be great. Hey, give me a little Wes Welker for Braxton Miller. But, you know, we, we don't know. But I, I, that's that's a good sign. I think it's a good sign to get him back because I, I think everybody was excited about him after the preseason. Oh, definitely. I mean, you still have to remember, too, he was a, a you know a quarterback over at Ohio State, switched him to wide receiver and, and coming out in the draft. So he's still kind of learning the position, has the raw tools, the raw physical schools, skills. But you're right. I mean, it, a lot of excitement from training camp preseason, then gets injured early on in the season. So to have him back in the lineup would, would be good for the Texans. But I think for this upcoming game, it, it's going to be a big test, a, a humongous test for Brock Osweiler. Because, I mean, he's going to be going up against the Vikings defense who, you know, as we discussed on Houston Sports Talk, been a very, you know, dominant defensive team. That's Mike Zimmer's specialty. You know, they have those guys uh, up front, you know, the Robeson and Floyd and, 
uh, Griffin and then they, you know, Kendricks and linebacker and even their secondary led by that Harrison Smith. I mean, been really, really good. You know, so, I mean, Brock Osweiler is going to see a lot of different blitz packages. He's going to have to make quick decisions. You know, he's had problems with interceptions early on. So to me, this is a kind of a big test for him because it's a fifth game in the Texans offense. So you can you can keep saying, oh, well, yeah, he's still learning the offense, but he's had the preseason games. He went through training camp. He's had four contests here. He's got to start showing, you know that this is the reason why the Texans paid all this money for him, that he can, you know, make the right decisions. It's not all on him. The, the Texans are going to have to be able to, to, to run the ball too with uh, Lamar Miller. And so hopefully getting Dwayne Brown back will help. But I think he's going to have to like, you know, Eli Manning had a difficult time, but at least he was able to get the ball off quickly. So, you know, you, you're not going to have time to do the seven, uh, you know, seven step drop back and throw the ball deep and do that, or the Vikings may get to you. So, I mean, you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to, be quick on your feet for, for Brock Osweiler. Yeah, I, I don't know if that there's any hope that the Texans run the ball, but they do have to get outside the tackles. That's going to be a huge deal if they do run the ball because you can't run in the middle. The Vikings in the middle are so difficult to run on. We know about the Texans' offensive line. They're not going to push anybody out of the way, especially in the middle of that line. RG, to me, this whole game – revolves around can the Texans get maybe 20 points somehow, some way against the Vikings? Because I don't see the Vikings throwing up a bunch of yardage, especially if Diggs is out. I just don't see it happen. The Texans' defense is decent enough. You know, Bradford's been good, but he's he's not – he's still not – let's not confuse him with Aaron Rodgers or anything like that. I mean, the numbers have been okay, but that's not great. And Kyle Rudolph be, becomes his big weapon, the, the tight end. And the Texans, believe it or not, RG, um, out of the 32 teams that have played four games, the Seahawks and Texans have been the best versus tight ends. Yeah, we'll get uh, A.J. Boye in there, right? He's been doing a good job. Yeah, I don't even know you, Texans. Well, who are you guys? The Texans can cover tight ends? I mean, come on. Yeah, it was always like Kelsky and Gronkowski and all those guys running over the Texans. I think what you kind of have to look for here, though, to getting back to what you're saying about Sam Bradford, I I think, first of all, the Texans, they've had difficulty with their run defense all season long. Now, Adrian Peterson's out, we know, but the Vikings last week with uh, Jarek McKinnon, they were able to run, you know, on the uh, New York Giants. So, to me, that they're still going to try to run the ball. So you still what you have to be able to first do if you're the Houston Texans is stop the run. So that way you put all the pressure on what you're saying, Sam Bradford. He's got to find his targets. You got to, and he hasn't thrown any interceptions yet. So Norm Dorf Turner's again a very creative offensive mind. He wasn't as good as a head coach, but he's always been an excellent offensive coordinator. He won't be, you know, predictable like we saw with like a George Godsey. He's just going to do this, this, this. You know, here's the blueprint. There it is, folks. Everybody knows it. You know, he's North Dorf Turner's always been a very creative offensive coordinator. So but I think you first have to take away the run and say, say like what you're saying, Sam Bradford beat beat us. OK, you're going to have to throw the ball. You're going to put up point. You have to make the right decisions. You're going to have to be accurate. And so we're not we're just going to take away the run. And that's kind of what Bell Belichick always said. We're going to take away your best thing. Right. You know, from, for the Vikings, it you know, with Adrian Peterson, they're a run oriented offense. You know, they still would like to run the ball because of the quarterback uh, issue. But now, you know, with Sam Bradford there and with, you know, lesser running backs, not having that big feature back like uh, Peterson, you know, they probably will try to spread it around more and do that at, at, to, to your point. But at the same time. To me, they're still going to try to, you know, control the clock and be able to run the ball. And so the Texans, if they can take that away and then, you know, 
put it on Sam Bradford to to make the right throws there and to to engineer the offense. That that could be a tall order. To, because Stefan Diggs is out, as you said. I mean, Corderell Peterson, their former first-round pick, is starting to play a lot better. Uh, that, but then, it, you know, that's everything on Kyle Rudolph, who has his own injury problems, too. So, I mean, you have just a lot of question marks on the Vikings' offense. And so they're going to be heavily relying upon their defense. And that gets back to Brock Osweiler making the right decisions because the Texans turn the ball over or the Vikings, you know, get turnovers or sacks and they get points off of that. You know, it could be, OK, game over already because the defense is getting scored. So that's why you have to be able to protect the ball, you know, have measured drives with Brock Osweiler quarterback, not turn the ball over. And then also on the other side of the ball, be able to, you know, uh, stop the running game, any semblance of running game there, because that's been the Texans' weakness, and, and then make Sam Bradford beat you. Yeah, you, you talk about the, the Vikings' defense. They had seven sacks of Cam Newton. They held Odell Beckham to 23 yards receiving, and they limited Aaron Rodgers to a 70.7 passer rating. So, yeah, the other thing that you said that just jumps off the page is – turnovers the Texans cannot turn the ball over because that's what the Vikings do and that's how they win games well the Vikings right if you ever watch the history channel the Vikings is a big show on right now and they pillage and they plunder so they're going to be looking to get their turnovers they're going to be looking to do that they're going to be looking to take away from the Texans and come there and, and dominate especially on their home field in that new stadium that they opened so uh, you know, I mean, uh, this is a, a key game for the Texans. To me, again, looking at Brock Osweiler, how he manages the offense, he's got to, you know, stop throwing interceptions because that's been his bugaboo. I mean, he's already thrown as many interceptions, I believe, this season as he threw all of last season in his eight games starting for the Broncos. So he's got to correct that. And it's a tough opponent to do that against because Mike Zimmer, and again, his blitz package is there. The guys that he's going to be rushing, he's going to see. He's not going to have a lot of comfort there, you know, especially with the Texans' problems and inconsistencies on offensive line. I mean, again, hopefully getting Dwayne Brown back will help in that regard. But, uh, you know, the, the, the offensive line, you know, has not been you know, among the league leaders this year. So it, it had some inconsistency. So they're going to have to do a good job of, of pass blocking or at least allowing, you know, Brock Osweiler there some time to make the right decision. And if he's, you know, if they're coming at him quickly, he's going to have to make the, you know, the right decision and, and throw the ball, you know, uh, you know, short to medium passing game. He's going to have to be able to exploit that and, again, protect the ball, not turn the ball over. Will Fuller has been such a big deal. I mean, he's such a key for this game. It seems as Will Fuller goes, this team goes. And just figuring out a way to get him the ball, get him the ball in space like they've done the, those screen passes. I, I love to see the screen passes. That's been a huge deal. Here's an interesting stat from football outsiders Aaron Schatz that he, he pointed out this week. The Texans are 29th in DVOA. And, and if you don't know this DVOA, it's too hard to explain, but it's just kind of a, a way to how they rank teams and you know play for play and that sort of thing. And he said it's really strange because they have the lowest DVOA right now in the AFC South, South despite their – two-game lead. They have the worst offense in the league to go with the number eight defense. Their special teams is ranked 25th, and only two teams in the history of the DVOA have been worse than the Texans at 3-1. and one. The Bears actually finished 11-5 and five in 2010. Somehow they did that. They ended up in 14th in that category. And then the Detroit Lions in 2007, who end up at 7-9. and nine. So they, they stayed low, and, and it started to catch up with them. And RG, I, I think Dwayne Brown, the one thing I 
want to finish up with, and I don't know what you think about this, but Dwayne Brown, I'm excited about him in the passing game and getting him back there. I'm not really feeling like it's going to move the needle at all in the running game. He's he's never been good at that. It seemed like in the Arian Foster days, you would always run opposite side of Dwayne Brown because he really wasn't a guy that you'd call it a guy that would get you push and that sort of thing. And at this point in his career, I just don't see him making much of a difference there. Well, I mean, he's still an all-pro left tackler. He has been coming back from injury. It'll just be nice to have him in the lineup, like you said, for pass protection. And, you know, the Texans are still going to have to be able to run the ball. And to me, they're going to have to – what you got – getting back to your, your first point about Bill O'Brien, new offensive coordinator, new wrinkles – Again, Mike Mike Zimmer is very creative defensively. That's where you know his strong suit is. Emphasis is on the defense. The Vikings are a defensive team. That's their identity, their character. They're going to be getting after it. They're going to be showing different looks. So, I mean, the Texans are going to have to throw some different wrinkles out there. And at least I have a little bit more faith in Bill O'Brien, judging by the last game and what he was able to do there. And, it, it, you, you know, this is where you have to outsmart your opponent. You have to, like, game plan and say, okay, if they're doing this, it's a chess match. I got to do this. So, you know, what we saw a lot with Godsey, you know, was okay. You know, no matter what, it was like it's doing the same thing pattern here. Why are you running that play, you know, or being super conservative? You just can't. I, I know, you know, against again, you don't want to turn the ball over. So I can see, OK, against a top, top defense, you know, you 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 want to, you know, you don't want to be too risky, but at the same time, you've got to be a little bit unconventional. You've got to be able to have some tricks in the playbook. You have to be able to th- catch them off guard. And, and the Vikings, a couple of times, you know, they've been susceptible to the big play, just like a lot of teams. So, you know, you, you can, uh, you know, maybe find some way in their secondary, you know, to expose something. And, you know, a Will Fuller or DeAndre Hopkins can be off to the races. So, I mean, the Texans are, you know, going to have to look for opportunities there. So, but it's going to take, again, a, a a very smart game plan and also, you know, a lot of patience from the, the offense and the quarterback in order to, you know, to find, you know, the, the, the right, right reads there and be able to, uh, I think probably have a good short to medium passing game and at least, you know, try to find opportunities to run the ball. Who do you got? Who do you like in this one? Texans have any chance? You know, I have to like the Vikings in this one. They've just been so strong defensively. They're at home. Uh, you know, it's, I mean, and the Texans, you know, as much as we were like so high upon them for their defense early in the season saying this could be a top five defense, obviously with the the loss of, um, JJ Watt, Watt, you know, the, the big superstar on the team, you know, that, that changes the, the defense right there. So, and again, that gets back to the defense too. I mean, Jadevin Clowney, Whitney Marshall is a big game for these guys. Cause you know, they're going to have an opportunity to rush the passer and get after Sam Bradford. And, you know, so, uh, to me though, if you look at this, I, I have to pick the Vikings, you know, probably something in the effect of, uh, you know, 21 to 10, you know, uh, I mean, I'd like to see the Texans play better and score and do all that, but I mean, just the way the Vikings have played and the being at home, I, you know, I just have to take the, the Vikings at this point. What about you? Yeah, well, that sounds about right. It's 21 to two. This is going to be a low scoring game. I don't, I don't think I'd be so shocked if it wasn't, I mean, there's going to have to be some defensive touchdowns or special teams touchdowns or something like that. I, I just don't see it being any more than that. I'm, I'm hoping the Texans can cover. You know, if it's a close, if it's a close game, not that I've got any money on it, but if it's a close game, I'll feel better. You know, I just want to see him be really competitive because I think the Vikings are it's, this could be one of the better teams in the entire NFL this year. I think this could be a top five team in the NFL. And you you want to see the Texans show something against a good team. It's been 
way too many times over the years where the Texans go up against one of the better teams and it just turns into a blowout or something like that. You know, it, this, the Vikings don't seem like that kind of team, the team that would, you know, be a blowout against, but just because of their offense. But, uh, you know, who knows? I mean, with the Texans, you, you don't know, and, and, that, and that's what scares you. Hey, but also, too, at the end of the day, that uh, it, hey, no matter what happens at the end of this game, just remember the Texans are in the AFC South. So, yeah. Don't despair too much there. Not all hope is lost with a loss here on Sunday, but hopefully the Texans can win and surprise be four and one after this, and everybody's uh, you know popping champagne bottles at night on, on Monday morning. But if not, hey, it's still the AFC South. Yeah, the AFC South. They're saving grace. If you like uh, <laughs> sneaking into the playoffs and then probably getting smashed, I guess that's the that's the the nice <laughs> hey, thing. It's an extra game. It's a game at Reliance Stadium tailgate. People will be happy about that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, ultimately. You and I and others, we are looking for championships, championship-driven city, uh, where it should be with the Houston Texans. I mean, the ultimate thing is winning, winning a Super Bowl. And we're tired of being runners-up and coming up short and not being on the national stage and failing with the opportunities there, like against the Patriots or the Broncos or the Steelers or, like you said, like a Minnesota here who's a top-five team. So it's time for the Texans to show up. It's time for this organization to be a winning organization and be Super Bowl-caliber level. Are you going to go give the speech to the team this week? That was my hard-knock speech right there. (laughs) Hey, well, it's been locked on Texans. With R.G. Seal, my co-host over at Houston Sports Talk. Great to have you with us. I, you guys know you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Check out, check out the Locked On Network. You got Locked On Fantasy if you're into fantasy football and the Locked On NFL. We got all that stuff as well as the NBA teams as well. All the NBA teams are covered, including Locked On Rockets with our friend Ben DuBose over doing that. And that, that's all heated up as well this week. So that's fun. Great to have you with us. And we'll talk to you again on Monday. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh,